Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com slash breadbox. Perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to Young Catholics Respond, everybody. I am Bill Snyder, and it's wonderful to be here with you during this season of Lent. I also want to give a big shout-out and thank you to all of my listeners, because I've recently received notification from our podcast distribution service that we have reached 50,000 downloads of Patchwork Heart Radio programming. So it's not just Young Catholics Respond, it's Sowing Hope, it's uh, all the wonderful programs like Journeys in Faith, and everything that airs on Patchwork Heart Radio. I want to thank you all for tuning in to these programs and making our channel a success. You know, amidst some of the most difficult times that the world has seen, Recently, during this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, God has truly been working powerfully. And one of those ways that he has been doing it is increasing our listenership. And um, as we have been stepping out in faith to spread the gospel, boy, oh boy, uh, you know, people have been consuming and listening to our programming. And so thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And I uh, hope that you continue to share this programming with others. You know, uh, I have been saying for a long time now, uh, as the pandemic continues to drag on, that evangelization is as easy as clicking the share button. There is so much Catholic content out there, folks. There is so much Catholic content out there on the Internet uh, we we partner with so many different people, and we also uh, see a lot of content from organizations that we uh, do not have partnerships with. And so uh, we know, though, that uh, each one of them is doing great work to evangelize and to reach into the hearts of people who might be marginalized, who might not have uh, the resources or the health to be able to uh, step into church right now. And so... Uh, because of that, we feel like we are able to um, provide that great solace of at least receiving something, at least receiving some grace um, through ministry in the media. And I, I want to remind you, though, that the more you share this stuff, the more you click that share button, the wider the reach becomes, and and we end up hitting more and more people, which means that more and more hearts that might be far away from the church 
can come just a step closer. So folks, that share button that you see, uh, wherever it is, on your iTunes or on your Google Play, uh, whatever, wherever you are listening to this, that share button is of utmost importance and remains of utmost importance. So please, uh, just think about sharing it with uh, somebody you have not previously shared it with before. Uh, I also want to let you know that today I do not have a guest on Young Catholics Respond. And last week, yes, I did take the week off. Uh, so no, you were not missing something if you were looking for a show last week at Patchwork Heart Ministry. And we have some wonderful guests upcoming. I want to remind you that we're primarily a guest-related show, but every once in a while I like to do a solo episode, and today is one of those days. But uh, next week I have my wonderful friend Kendra Von Eschon, and then uh, shortly after that uh, we should be able to get Brian Cayley on as well to help us wrap up our Lent. And then we're going to step into the Easter season with some more wonderful guests that are upcoming. So uh, know that uh, we always have uh, we strive to get some wonderful guests and, and people to inspire you during your Lenten journey and your Lenten season. And uh, today I want to just do a Lenten check-in. You know, we're just about halfway through Lent. You know, uh, this week is the third week of Lent, and so we're halfway home, and it, and it's important that we check in spiritually with one another during that halfway point. You know, I wrote an article several years ago on my blog, and then I used the Apollo 13 story as kind of an analogy for Lent and our Lenten journey. You know, oftentimes we start out, right, with this great intention that I'm going to give up and I'm going to uh, offer these alms and I am going to fast from certain things and I am going to do all of this stuff. And then life creeps in, right? The prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, those three pillars of Lent kind of fade away. The enthusiasm which we started Lent with on Ash Wednesday is maybe not so enthusiastic right now. And we've realized that there's some malfunction along the way in this journey of Lent. And we can get swept up and swept away in the problem and float off into space. Or we can gather the resources that we have and the remaining time and still make it home. While we may not reach the intended goal that we had at the outset of our Lenten journey, we can still have a really great Lent. The Apollo 13 mission was dubbed by many the successful failure. And, you know, those two things obviously do not fit together. It's a great oxymoron. But uh, we can still have a successful failure here. Uh, in our Lenten season. We can still make it home. And we can still get ourselves in a position 
to get closer to God during this Easter season if we've fallen off. You know, um, personally, I on Ash Wednesday, I said, oh, I'm going to do these three or four things. And the day after Ash Wednesday, uh, I, I met with my spiritual director and I talked with him and I said to him, you know, I'm going to do these three or four things for Lent and I've got some really great, uh, you know, mindset and, and, and whatnot. He goes, you know, that's a good plan. You know, I, I like that. I'd like to see you add a few other things into it. And, and I said, okay, well, you know, here is my exercise bike, uh, which is next, next to me over here. Yeah, right. It's right in my studio here, right in my home studio. And I never get on it. And he goes, well, you know, that that's a good idea. You know, if you can get on that and do that, that's a nice practice and a good uh, time. Plus, when you're on the stationary bike, you can also pray and, and do the rosary and things like that, um, which which I typically do anyway. Uh, when I'm when I'm exercising, it just is a opportune time for me to say my rosary. Um, so he goes, uh, why don't you do that? And so I was like, OK, I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that in. And. I never started like I like I never started getting on the bike and then I had a doctor's appointment a few weeks later and um, you know so I'm like oh I, I gotta work out you know for Lent that's kind of my Lent sacrifice but I haven't done it at all and so the um, doctor's appointment rolls around and the doctor goes you know have you been doing anything physical and I said not really, you know, I mean, I've been, you know, thinking about it, but I haven't done it. He goes, oh yeah, you know, the, uh, the, the laundry is piling up on the exercise bike, isn't it? You know, you hang your jacket on there when you come home or something. And, uh, and I, and I said, you're exactly right. That's, that's what's happening. And he said, well, you know, I think it's time that you work out a little bit, you get yourself in, in good shape. You know, you've gained some weight, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I had to take that seriously. And then so I thought back to my Lenten promise and I was like, this is part of the thing. I've got to get on it. And so uh, now past couple of weeks, I've been really good about it. Past couple of weeks, I've been phenomenally, uh, you know, doing it like four or five days a week. And, and you know, going from zero to four or five days a week of working out is, is a big change. And of course, you know, you feel better. You are, you know, more... Um, you are more uh, alive during the day and all those things when you, when, you know, when you work out and you sleep better, you know, there's, there's a bunch of things, but um, the, the point is this, that I started out, you know, so, so poorly with that part of my Lenten journey, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to add that in. My spiritual director wants me to do it. And I never did it for like a week and a half. This doctor appointment rolls around and it's like, you you know what? Here's the sign. Like, here's the reminder from God. And you know what, folks? I mean, it, it can be those little things like doctor's appointments that that remind you to go do stuff. You know, that's God's voice, right? Like, like you know, if, if you're waiting for, you know, the you know the Bible to fall out of the sky and hit you in the head, it's not going to happen. You've got to pick it up. You know, you've got to pick up the Bible. You've got to look at the Bible. You've got to open it up. Same thing, you know. So so God's voice can work through many different avenues and people, right? So um, my, my point in telling you this is that I think that you, with three and a half weeks or so of 
Lent left can still make a great Lent, even if you've fallen short on everything you've told God on Ash Wednesday that you were going to do. So how do we right the ship? How do we get back on track? How do we make it home? Well, I think it comes down to being a disciple of Jesus, listening to the voice of the shepherd, and asking God, what is realistic for me to do? And what is going to draw me closer in relationship with you so that I can understand your passion in a new way, your sacrifice, your death in a new way. And then, from there, from that position of humility, be disciplined, By the way, the root for disciple and discipline is the same in Latin. And it means to learn from. So, what do we learn from? We learn from Jesus. We also learn from ourselves and our past mistakes. I think that really is the path forward. On the other side of the break, I'm going to share with you a little bit about some of ideas suggestions that I have for you, also some scripture to maybe kickstart and jumpstart the remainder of your Lenten journey. We'll be right back here on Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. Stay tuned. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147. Or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Now back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder and it's great to be with you today. We are doing a Lenten check-in on today's program. We don't have a guest, but uh, we're talking about if we have maybe gone off of our intended path at the beginning of Lent, how to get back on track. And so I actually want to start with some scripture. I want to, in the second half of this program, give you some concrete suggestions on how to right the ship. But I want to begin with some scripture because this scripture, I think, is uh, perfect for those of us who may have veered off the intended path. And this is part of Psalm number 24. It begins with verse 3 and goes through verse 5. 
Here's what it says. Who may go up the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? The clean of hand and the pure of heart, who has not given his soul to useless things. What is in vain? He will receive blessings from the Lord and justice from his saving God. This scripture really is a wonderful examination of conscience, really, to help us think about the things in our lives, both externally and internally, that we need to work on to ascend the mountain of God, to get closer to God, right? Who gets to strive? Who gets to climb higher on the mountain? Who gets to go up the mountain? It's those who are clean of hand and pure of heart. I think a very interesting thing to note in this scripture quote is that it's both clean of hand and pure in heart. Let's reflect on that just for a minute. You know, clean of hand is something on the outside that needs to be washed. Right? And pure in heart is something on the inside. A pure heart can only be seen by you and God. And if your heart is impure, it's the same thing. Only God and you know if your heart isn't in the right place. So we have to have both. And let's focus on that the remainder of Lent. Number one, Cleanse ourselves of dangerous practices and things that make our hands dirty. These are other things people can see, right? They're the actions or the inaction. And only you know what they are. I can't tell you what your external actions, your external sins of commission are. I can't tell you what they are. We, we have a list of, you know, deadly sins, and we can talk about them, right? Is pride getting in the way in your life? Lust? Unrighteous anger? What, what are those things getting in the way that block your relationships with others that others are able to see? Like, they're able to see it in you. And maybe you get judged for it. Maybe you get judged for it. Maybe you hear things about, about, you know, you are so this. You are so that. Well, when you hear those things, do you just say, oh, I'm not that, and persist 
Or do you have a sense of humility that says, you know what? I can change that about myself. I can work on that. So think think about that, the external things that others can see. It might just be something as simple as having patience. And then internally, your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus, is it in the right spot? Is it in the right spot? Because there are many things we can do externally as well to make others believe that we are holy, but inside of our hearts, it could be very, very far from the truth. Do we go to Mass on Sunday just to check a box so that our family can see that we are sitting in the pew? Or do we go to worship and adore God with our whole heart? Do we spend time in prayer or praying the rosary or reading books? You know, good, solid prayer resources and books during, during Lent to grow in our relationship with God? Or are we doing it just to check a box? Because if we're doing it to just check a box, then our hearts aren't pure. And we're not going to grow closer to God. We're not going to be able to go up the mountain any farther. Your own heart is blocking the way. Your own hands are blocking the way of climbing the mountain of the Lord. So we've got to. We've really got to take that time for the examination of conscience of ourselves and think about how we're going to approach the remainder of Lent. Are you going to focus on your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with others? Are you going to Invite the fruits of the Holy Spirit into your life. Are you going to invite God into your heart so that others can see the transformation? Not because you want to be transformed, not because you want to prove it to them that you are better, that you are greater, that you are holier. No. Out of a servant leadership position. Servant first. I think a lot about Jesus on Holy Thursday washing the disciples' feet. Washing the apostles' feet, I should say. You know, I really think about that. And if Jesus washes the feet, 
if he washes the feet as the master, as the king of the universe, what are we called to do? (laughs) What are we called to do then? And that's the servant leadership of Christ. We're called to emulate that. It's not about seeking or becoming holier or better. No. It's just about having that relationship with God to become a servant. To become a servant in all circumstances. And a servant of whom? A servant of Jesus. You know, that's what purity in heart and cleanliness of hands does. That's what it does. It enables readiness for the Holy Spirit to flow through us. It enables the Holy Spirit at any moment to say, I need you here and now to help my world, to help this person. That is what it does. But if we aren't open, if we don't have our hands clean, if our hearts aren't in tune with the grace of God, we're going to miss those moments. And those are the only moments that matter in life. You know, God isn't going to be asking you about how many times you took your child to baseball practice. He's not going to ask that question. How many times did you do it at the end of your life? No, he's going to say, how did you take your son to baseball practice? When you were in the car with him, did you share with him about your life? Did you talk with him about the excitement of the game? Did you listen to him? as he was sharing something important about his day. It's not about the number. It's about being his servant and listening and being in tune to what is happening. He's not going to ask you how many times you donated to the homeless shelter. He's going to ask you How many times did you really bend down and embrace the homeless person? Of course, we have to donate and we have to give our money and alms is one of the greatest ways that we can do that, especially during Lent. I'm not saying not to give financially to things. I'm saying throwing our dollars at situations 
are not what God is going to be judging us on. He is going to say, did you do this with the right intention? Did you do this to actually feed? Did you do this to actually help? Or did you just do it because your neighbor threw $5 in the basket at church? You know, this is where we have to examine ourselves. And it's the path forward, folks. This is the path forward for us in Lent. (laughs) It's that simple. If you want to right the ship, if you want to move on and move up the mountain of the Lord, examine those two things. What ways can I clean my hands better so that others can see? my intention, my true intention better? And in what ways can I clean my heart so that God can see my true intention better? That's all I've got for you today on this episode of Young Catholics Respond. These programs fly by even when uh, they're solo, even when I do them solo. They just go so fast. But I want to remind you that if you're looking for more Lenten resources, that you can always head over to our website. Right now, we actually have a page on our website called Lenten Resources under our web store. You'll be able to click on that. And if you enter the code LENT21, everything in that category is 15% off. Folks, I enjoy being with you on Young Catholics Respond, and I encourage you always to reach out to us at Patchwork Heart Ministry. Info at patchworkheart.org is our email. Please email. Please reach out. Until next time, folks, keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.